Welcome to 31 Days of Worldview Wisdom, a Disciple Nations Alliance podcast with Arturo Cuba. Arturo is among the earliest and most influential trainers of the Disciple Nations Alliance. In this audio series, he talks about his highly practical teaching and examples of transformation. In this first episode, he shares how he came to understand the idea of biblical worldview and how this opened up his eyes to many things about his faith and life. I would like to share with you my experience getting to know the biblical worldview message. It happened many years ago. The first thing I'd like to say is that I come from a Latin American background and as a believer there are many interesting things that we have to say about that. I met the Lord when I was a young boy. It was during an incredible moment. It was kind of a spiritual revival in my generation. And we all, all wanted to serve God with all our hearts. But interestingly, many things came up. For instance, I'm going to leave my university studies because I want to serve God. Or I'm going to leave my job because I want to serve God. I don't know how, but we had immediately idea that serving God was to abandon your natural life, like becoming a kind of monk, medieval monk. But that was something that we never discussed about. It was just natural. And it was an idea like saying, oh, that's great. If you're going to serve the Lord, that's fine. And even parents thought that way. I remember the story of one of the members of my church. Her children came and said, Mama, the Lord is coming soon. So we are leaving school and we are going to preach. And that was in the rural area. And she said, well, something was funny about that phrase. But I said, well, if it's for the Lord, that's okay. The next thing is that they didn't go to school. Then the terrorist came that was in Peru. And because her husband was an American citizen, they told them, you need to leave because they are going to kill you. And they got scared. They had to leave their place. The father had a heart attack, and they barely made it to Lima, and they needed to bring the man to, to the United States. And she said, we arrived to the United States, he died. I had nothing, and none of my children went to school. And I said, well, that's incredible. Today, I say, why our faith can lead us to a situation like that? Not because he died, but because his children weren't able to have a purpose in life. I mean, to use their natural life as an area that God can be glorified. And that was very common at that time. This is because in Latin America we are very dualistic. We think that God wants to save us and to save us from our natural life. I don't know how it works, but that's the way. So. To become a believer means that you're going to pray, you're going to fast, you're going to preach, and you're not going to work, you're not going to study, you're going to live by faith. That's the idea that we have about faith. Of course, if you're going to live without working and studying, you need a lot of faith. (laughs) I met many people that left the school. And on the other hand, the church was a growing church, But we never had a word from God to help them to deal with natural life, to become 
good professional people or even good parents or good husbands or wives or good citizens because none of those things were in the area of faith that we had. So it is very dualistic. I don't know, but Latin American evangelicals have this strange ability to separate the spiritual area from our natural area. We didn't understand the possible consequences because you need time. And at that moment, we were very young, happy, enthusiastic. Evangelism everywhere, planting churches everywhere. And none of us were married. None of us had the responsibilities of a family, nothing like that. Then when you get married, when you have children, when you have to do those things, <laughs> then the things get complicated. And that happened. That happened. For instance, every time I go back to Lima and I try to find out about the people that I met during those years, and this is after you know, some 40 years ago, most of them have failed in many ways. Most of them are divorced. Most of them have a bad relationship with their own children. Most of them fail as professional people. Most of them didn't do any significant in life. And I wonder, and I say, why? We had a great God at the beginning, and why things are now just kind of disastrous heritage for our children. It means that we have a kind of Christianity that doesn't work. That was the first thing I learned when I knew about biblical worldview. There are different kinds of Christianity. Some work, some don't. And that's real. That's true. It doesn't mean that God doesn't bless you, that God doesn't love you. He does. But living, let's say, the right Christianity means you have to obey. You have to understand His will. And if you don't, you are taking a, a very risky path in life. And that happened. I remember that I always had a kind of, I was suspicious about some things, especially about mediocrity. And you can find it everywhere. Kids who don't finish their studies or Christians who are not good workers, for instance, their own bosses com complain about them. And I saw these things a lot at church. And I remember a lady, she became a believer in an incredible fire an incredible experience for her to know Jesus. And she was very happy, and she said, but my husband will never come to church, so I'm going to make a dinner, and I'm going to invite you guys so you can go to my house and, and preach him the gospel because he will never come to church. And he was a politician at that moment in Bolivia. And uh, we said, yeah, that's fine, sounds fine. And she was a very fine lady. She made a wonderful dinner for us. And her husband was an incredible man. He was very gentle. He received us at his home and, and he was very enthusiastic. And we were at the table and he said, okay, well, I'm nice to meet you and all that. And he said, I want to make you some questions. And, and this really happened. And he said, what can Christianity do for our people education? And we said, education? What is that? I mean, you never mentioned that word at the church, you know. I don't know why you talk about revelation and things like that, but never education or something like that. We said, no, 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 you're wrong. Jesus didn't come for you to be an educated person. He came to save you from your sins and to take you to heaven and to bless you spiritually and, and all that. I mean, I don't know 
we were so sure about those things, but I, in the end, when I reflect about them, we were just saying things that we didn't know. They were just phrases. And he said, next question, what can the Christian faith do for our economic problems in the country? And again, economics, that's not, nothing to do with Jesus wants to save people and there's no time, he's coming soon. So we never connect with the man. But question after question, I said inside of me, something is wrong. It cannot be just two different realities with no connection between them. Because in the end, people eat, people go to school, people, people live a natural life. And I said, I, I cannot understand how it works, but I know something is not right. And we don't get to see it. That's okay, but it is there. And it was until I met Darrow that all things came in place. And I said, ah, oh, now I see. It happened many years ago when I went to work for Food for the Hungry. I remember we were in Nicaragua, I think. Darrow was with a group of people coming from United States office. They went to Nicaragua to visit some projects along the way, going to Guatemala. And Darrow was there. And one of those nights I was at the table with with the whole group. But Darrow had invited them, a pastor, I think. He was sitting at another table. All of a sudden I began to hear the conversation at the other table. Not nice to say, but it was interesting. And Darrow was talking to the other man. And he was talking about an, an incredible Christianity that I never heard about in the past. I had gone to Bible school, I had read many books, I had met many people, but never heard anything like that. And he was saying how Christianity changed many societies and it created a political view. Christianity produced a Christian view for politics, for laws, businesses and and all of that was just new for me and I was just impressed and I couldn't believe that and all of a sudden this man who was sitting with Daryl he just uh, finished his meal and said goodbye and left and I couldn't understand why he did that Daryl was just talking and he just left I saw Daryl sitting there with all the interest to share about that and, and the chair in front was empty so I said well this is God. I jumped and I went uh, and I sit in front of him and I said, Darrow, I, I listened to everything you said. How come you know these things? Because I thought nobody knew about these things. How come you know these things? And, and he said, you know, that's what I work in Food for the Hungry. That's why they pay me for to, to teach these things to people. And I said, then can you teach me? And he said, yeah, I'd like to. So we spent some hours, uh, maybe almost the whole night he took a I napkin and he made his drawings, the, the drawings that you can see in his book, uh, Decide Nations. It was for me like meeting Jesus again. It was an incredible experience. It, it was very spiritual. Tell, let me tell you, it was very spiritual. I got shocked. I said it was like God moving the curtain and showing me new things. And everything came together. And I said, now this is the gospel I needed. This explains everything. And I remember we took some three days driving to Guatemala and there was some at my right side and he was explaining and we were talking and talking. It was an incredible time. This is something interesting to talk about. This worldview idea is completely new in, at least in my world and in Latin America. And I think it has to do a lot with Protestant tradition of the past, but I don't know why. 
it never came to our times and into our place. It, it got lost somewhere. Thank you for listening. Here's a question you might want to ponder. Arturo talked about having lunch with the mayor of a city and being asked some hard questions. How would you have responded? Thank you again for listening. In the next episode, Arturo will share more about what this biblical worldview idea has taught him and how it has impacted him and others.